Hello everyone, I'm here for one of my stories. This is Lindsay Dunn, and today I wanted to get on to do a review of Universal DreamWorks' latest monster movie called The Last Voyage of the Demeter. This is directed by Andre Uverdell, with a screenplay by Braggy F. Shute Jr. and Zach Olkowick, and it is starring Corey Hawkins. Aisling Franciosi, Liam Cunningham, Woody Norman, David Desmalkian, and John John Briones. This story is based on the captain's log from chapter 7 of Dracula. In this chapter, Mina is sharing her thoughts and concerns as she worries if Jonathan will ever show up. And there's this scandal in town. The Demeter has washed up with no signs of survivors. The only thing left is a man lashed to the wheel and the captain's log. Mina distracts herself from her troubles by reading this log. The ship's objective was to move 50 wooden crates from Carpathia to London. So it's this open-ended mystery of what happened on this ship. Of course, we now know that Dracula used the wooden crates to transport himself to his new home in London. And Last Voyage of the Demeter is the first time this story has been adapted for a film. So in this movie, we get to see what happened to the crew on this doomed voyage. Now, I did take a moment to look over this chapter in the book. It's very brief and not very detailed. The captain is just sharing how the ship's crew began to disappear one by one. And he's hearing these rumors about a, a person that is on the ship, perhaps a stowaway. And the captain sort of wonders if these men are just drinking on the job, or if they're imagining things, going a little stir-crazy or sea-crazy. So, but he, he tries to take it seriously, and there's this search for this potential stowaway, but nobody can find them. In the meantime, the crew are disappearing one by one. They also reveal at the end that the dog is missing. So there is a dog that is on the ship that also went missing. And it's this tragic tale and a scandal. As far as this movie goes, there's much that has been added as filler, that things that are not in the chapter. There's no female character named Anna. There's no black character named Clemens. There's no child. These are characters that the screenwriters have added to fill in the story. How did it play out? It's honestly, for me, the perfect combination of dread and gore. Sometimes horror movies tend to be mostly atmosphere and suspense and chills, but not very gruesome. And then there's sometimes like the slasher fest where there's lots of blood flying everywhere. This actually combines both of those things nicely. There's quite a bit of suspense and build up towards the climax some gloom, lots of sea, um, scenes on the ocean, things on the water. But there is also gruesome mastication of flesh without being voyeuristic about it or that would put this in the category of body horror. It really takes its time building up to Dracula or the vampire. It takes its time playing around with the suspense factor. Dracula stays in the shadows at the beginning, 
and there's just a presence that you feel or you see the the you hear him breathing or you see the devastation that he's caused or the thing that he's just killed it takes quite a while for us to actually see dracula in all his glory i'm glad that monster movies seem to be back I feel like for a while there, we weren't getting any. And I remember when the movie Eight for Silver came out, which when it did come out, released under, under the title The Cursed. That to me was pretty exciting because I thought we haven't gotten a gothic monster movie like this in a while. Werewolves or vampires or like Frankenstein-ish kinds of characters and I feel like that's coming back and also the time of unpretty vampires seems to be back the vampires we're seeing in this movie is not the seducer or the well-dressed man of course am I just because he's in his unpretty form as he's being transported maybe he saves the fancy clothes for when he's <laughs> out in society the movie also operates kind of like a slasher flick with the last person standing. One by one, just like in the chapter, the people on the crew are disappearing. Although in a slasher flick, part of the focus there is on creative kills. That part is not really present where we're trying to kill the people in really creative ways but it does just build up the suspense because the captain and the crew keep trying to do things to protect themselves like we're going to have two people on each watch now and we're going to cut down on the breaks as this happens there begins to be more and more of this sense of paranoia and nobody being safe and nobody trusting each other because some people aren't some people believe there's a monster on board other people just think it's one of the crew that is a rat or that somebody on board is cursed and causing this so there's different beliefs that are clashing against each other different different beliefs and worldviews and so that causes the people to start turning against one another so in that way it's sort of us operates like a slasher flick too because this movie is gruesome i will have to say that i was surprised at some of the violence that happened on screen this movie is not afraid to put children or animals in harm's way so if you're super sensitive about seeing violence done to children or animals this movie may be tough for you to watch so just keep that in mind it reminded me a lot of the show of midnight mass i don't know if you have seen that show but in the first episode there the monster arrives on the ship in this fishing village inside of this wooden crate and when that monster finally we see him he looks a lot like this uh type of dracula so i thought that was that to me felt familiar and cozy for that way <laughs> for lack of a better term it kind of marches on some familiar territory that i'm already fond of and also because of all of these wooden boxes it also kind of reminded me of the horrifying reveal of the movie The Hunger starring David Bowie that came out, I believe, in the 80s. 
The cast all do a great job. I felt like Corey Hawkins as Clemens was a surprisingly refreshing character. He's our main character, but he's not necessarily this hero in the sense we usually think of where they're very strong or necessarily always the quickest to react. He's very smart and witty. And the movie takes its time establishing him as the main character. He and Aisling make a great pair. She plays Anna. The two of them are definitely misfits that learn to trust one another. We also had Captain Elliot, played by Liam Cunningham. And I had to look up this actor. I kept thinking this was the same guy who played the captain on the Titanic. But no, it's it's a different character. He just happens to have that luscious white beard that I guess all captains have. But he played a, a fine and stately captain, somebody that the men would follow. The character of Toby, which, as I said, was invented for this movie, was not in the original thing. Hey, what I like about Toby is he was played by Woody Norman, who was great in Come On, Come On. Um, He's definitely a child actor, I expect, to keep getting roles. And he plays an important role in this of the person who takes care of the animals. He's the grandson of the captain. And he just has a great presence about him that makes him a standout on the screen. And then probably, though, the character that will be noticed the most is Wojcik, played by David Dasmalkian. And he is having quite a year. I mean, he was in Oppenheimer, and he is actually going to be in a independent movie that I think is going to get a lot of attention later this year, Late Night with the Devil, where he plays a TV show host on a night show, a late night show in the 70s. And that one just debuted at Fantasia. I didn't get a chance to catch it, but I hope to see that one soon. And I think that one is going to get him a lot of attention. So he seems to be having a great year. And he plays against type. I feel like I've seen him play a lot of very timid or awkward characters. And in this movie, he is the first mate. And he's a burly sea guy. So he's definitely more more playing that aggressive male type of character. Which is a nice change for him. And uh, in fact, I barely recognized him. Because he's usually playing these unassuming characters. So I thought it was nice for him to get to breathe and work his muscles a little bit. The movie did have a few weaknesses I wanted to mention. Some of the dialogue was very difficult to hear. I think it's because the there were these scenes that happened on the water during storms and during scary moments, and there are things that they say to each other, and I really couldn't hear what anybody was saying. So I feel like that's a weakness, especially... When characters are in danger or they're have their last moments of bravery, I feel like those are important moments. And so I was disappointed that I wasn't really able to hear what some of some of the people's last words were they said before they died. So I feel like the sound levels needed to be changed a little bit so that people could so that people could hear the the dialogue. And the design of Dracula itself could be a weakness. Like I said, it reminded me a lot of the... It reminded me a lot of the Dracula character or the vampire character 
in Midnight Mass. And it wasn't so much the design, actually, but the affect of the character. Because in the press kit, it lets us know that the director really wanted to emulate Alien. The thing about Alien is he wasn't necessarily a... He wasn't killing out of malice. He was just a predator. That's his role. So he kills. And if you want it to be that kind of character and have that thing, then the character can't really be emotional. But this character, this Dracula, they made it have some lines that made it look like the vampire really enjoys killing or relishes it. But yet this wasn't the Dracula also that was the pretty Dracula who was in the velvet smoking jacket or trying to seduce people. So I felt like there was just some inconsistency on who they wanted this Dracula to be. Was he just a cold ruthless killer that needed blood to survive or was he a serial killer who liked the who liked relish causing pain? And so that was a little bit of a flaw. But since we didn't see Dracula for most of the movie, that honestly wasn't that big of an issue until later. It did have some interesting themes about science versus religion. The main character is Clemens, and he's a very scientific man who wants to understand the reasons for everything. And then we have this character of the cook named Joseph, who's more superstitious and religious And there's sort of a face-off between these two camps. And I don't know if necessarily... Well, I guess you could say one of them is more favored because one of them dies sooner than the other. And one of them potentially survives. But there's a statement kind of made about that in the end, which, which is the better way to be and which equips you better to survive when tragedy happens. So overall, I thought this movie was a very strong monster movie, especially... For something that comes out in the month of August, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. I, on a personal note, I wanted to say I'm a little bit bummed because as I read through the press materials, I saw that Uverdell was the director that was slated to direct Stephen King's The Long Walk. And I was really looking forward to that because I think that story is amazing. And I don't think that has ever been adapted for the screen before. So he was the director on that. But he has said the reason he worked on this movie is that that project was sacked. So I guess that one is not happening now, which is a real bummer. (laughs) But if you like monster movies and you're not too disturbed by... um, I mean, the animal violence is is light overall, but there is a there is a child on board, and he gets put in harm's way pretty badly. So, if those two things are no goes for you, you might want to skip. But if you like a good horror movie that is gruesome and also suspenseful, this is a good catch for you. And like I said, I hope this is heralding in a new era of monster movies. So that is my review of Last Voyage of the Demeter. It is now playing in theaters. And that's all for this review. Good night. This is one of my stories.